When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Here's some tips for maintaining your Trex deck. Um, occasionally wash it with some soapy water or a pressure cleaner. Trex composite decking is low maintenance and won't fade, splinter or warp. Trex, the world's number one decking brand. Life's so full on, I've been working on this deck for ages. These steaks don't cook themselves, you know. Life's good with a Trex deck. Composite decking made from 95% recycled materials that won't rot, stain or fade. Trex, the world's number one decking brand. Over the last few weeks, we've been talking to a lot of different sporting bodies, uh, particularly our mainstream sports in terms of tennis and rugby and golf and cricket, and it's been clear that uh, some of those sports are, are down on numbers. They're struggling to get uh, teams, uh, participants. They've been told that uh, one of the drop-off areas happens during the teenage years. So to talk about that subject, uh, while well, we're, we're heading to School Sport New Zealand, which is the organisation that coordinates, promotes and protects secondary school sport for all its students. And joining us now, I'm pleased to say, is the CEO, Mike Summerall. Good morning to you, Mike. Uh, Morena, Ian. Yeah, um, Morena to you too. And uh, do you? It's, it's an interesting story, this, because I think it's one of concern when uh, we see um, uh, in the past that it's been a, a general pathway for uh, our uh, young athletes, uh, and then they just transition uh, post-school into teams, to clubs or whatever, it, it's not tending to, to happen to, to the same degree. Uh, would you agree with that? Yeah, look, I think when we look at the data that's available, it's, it is trending downwards. Um, and I think we know how important sport is to, to our pathways for those people looking to go forward, but also in the big picture, what it means to, to our well-being and, and the links back to education around our young people even engaging with schools. So uh, it, is, it is absolutely a, a concern and um, it's something that I know all sports bodies are looking to address uh, in, the, in the way that the changing nature of young people's participation in sport. At what age are you seeing it? Yeah, look, there's a, there's a lot of data out there. Sport New Zealand is certainly leading the way around uh, making sure that the sector um, has a good access to that. But primarily we're seeing a, a large drop-off uh, once they come into secondary schools. Uh, that, that year 9 and 10 is, a, is an introduction to what uh, secondary schools look like. And once they get to 15 and there's a, a lot more um, pull on their time, we're seeing uh, quite, a, quite a drop-off in the number of hours that young people are uh, remaining active and certainly around organised sport, we're, we're seeing quite a, a significant drop-off in, uh, in the number of hours that they're, they're participating in, in organised sport in particular. So is that availability of uh, teachers, of coaches or uh, perhaps parental support going, um, going away from those areas? Yeah, look, it's, it's, it's a big picture thing, uh, Ian. There's, a, there's, a, there's absolutely a lot of reasons. We're, we're 100% seeing a drop-off in the number of teachers involved in sport. I think uh, a, a while back, the, the people who were passionate about sport would see the education sector as a great opportunity to give back and, and provide coaching, and etc. 
But the school space has become really, really busy. NCEA has changed the amount of time that teachers have available to, to be involved in sport. And that's having a, a significant impact on, on the amount of teachers that are putting their hand up to provide sport. And when we think about sport for schools, uh, it's really important that we have teachers providing that, um, that context of linking it back to the reasons why we're at school. It's not school sports quite unique. It's not just community sports. So absolutely the, the teacher um, drop-off is, is, is concerning. But um, look, I think it's around uh, our quality of experience and what we're offering our young people as well. Uh, the way that uh, our young people are looking to, to engage in sports is changing. And I think we, we as a sector, uh, NSOs and, and sports bodies, uh, have probably been slow on the uptake around how we have adapted our approach to sport. Uh, we've got quite a traditional model of sport and that's changing, but um, we're up against some, some big shifts in the way that people want to be involved in sport. And um, that, you know, that's, that's a massive challenge to how we attract and keep our young people involved in sport. Is it, is it Mike, is it a case of non-participation or is it a case of, of a drift away from the traditionals to other sports. For instance, uh, volleyball uh, apparently is very, very popular, up around 30% last survey. Uh, we know basketball numbers uh, are, are, are quite huge. So uh, is, are they the traditionals suffering? Because normally in a normal school situation, you could almost cater for both. Yeah, absolutely. And I think it's important to get a perspective. We are seeing some that, that there is a, a downturn in the number of students that are participating year on year. But traditionally, uh, we run a, a census every year and we've got some fantastic long-term data that we can pull back on. And what we see is between 51 and 54% of, of our young people involved in school sport. And to put a number on that, that's around 145,000 to 140,000 young people putting on a school jersey and, and representing their, their school every year. And within that, definitely our traditional sports are, are way up the top in terms of the number of, of um, participants that are in them. They are seeing drops, but they also have different ways of participating. Rugby have got sevens, football have got futsal, etc., etc. So those traditional ways of participating are declining to a degree, but by and large they are still far and above the most popular ways of participating in sport but as we see this changing shift to, to different ways of playing sport, things like mountain biking and cyclocross and adventure racing are the ones that are getting a lot of growth uh, our, our traditional approach to training twice a week for the 12 week season and paying 200 bucks at the start of the, of the year to, to possibly sit on the bench for most of the season uh, isn't all that attractive anymore and um, we're we're seeing a shift towards pay for play. We're seeing a shift towards wanting to participate in, in different sports rather than just one sport. And look, that, that's, um, that's being driven as well by, by Sport New Zealand and, and the Balance is Better approach. And NSOs are, are absolutely starting to adopt that and the sector's trying to work out a way of how we can balance that across lots of kids playing lots of sports. Yeah, that's an interesting point you make about uh, uh, the var variety of of certain sports. I've just had a text come in and uh, he said, Smithy, can you ask about the balance uh, and, and uh, certain sports trying to play all year round? In other words, uh, uh, what he's saying there is uh, it used to be, what do you play in summer? What do you play in winter? Now, of course, uh, you, mm. you can play uh, football in winter, but then you can play futsal over summer. 
uh, and and therefore that's got to be encroaching on say say cricket on tennis. Yeah, absolutely. And look, that 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 summer winter sport creep has been there for a very very long time. Um, and Sport New Zealand, like I said, are, are leading um, a, a research based approach to the benefits of participating in, in multiple sports. Um, especially for our, for our younger secondary school um, students, the year nines and tens that are coming through. Um, the Jeff Wilsons of the world played a lot of sports and they probably got to where they got to because they, they had multiple skills across multiple sports. Um, as, as we've uh, seen a desire to put some trophies on shelves, I guess we've, uh, we, we push a certain way of this is what it needs to look like. But... Um, that, I, I'm, I'm really confident that, that that's changing. Um, there's some fantastic things going on in schools around using sport as a context to, to deliver the big picture around schools. So um, that balance is, is massively important. And, and I know School Sport New Zealand are looking at structures whereby we can offer a range of opportunities right across the board. 240 events on our calendar and our calendar represents the pinnacle opportunity to participate in secondary school sport at a, at a national or island level and the work happening at a regional level absolutely reflects mm. that. So I, I'm confident we're going in the right direction but there's, there's a lot of work that needs to be done to make sure that we're, um, we're getting more kids having, having a quality experience instead of just sticking in the one sport. We're talking to uh, CEO of School Sports New Zealand, uh, and that uh, is Mike Summerall. It's eleven twelve here on SENZ. Uh, I kind of got there uh, a little message uh, in one one part of your answer there about uh, elite sport and the desire to have the best side. And I look at rugby here, offering scholarships, etc. And I just wonder if that, whilst it's a positive for the school and it looks good if you're strong, uh, is that in some way a negative? to those people that don't make the elite area in that sport or have no prospect of because other kids are coming from outside their school uh, to take their possible places. Is that a negative? Oh, look, it's certainly a challenge. Um, every sport ha- has a pathway, and um, I know for a sport like rugby, uh, we're, we're a country that's absolutely mad for it and we want to see success for us, and uh, that, that, that doesn't change when you see in the school space. It is really hard for those kids that have been out of school uh, since year nine and they, they dream of playing in the first 15 and that opportunity uh, is, is kind of made a lot harder with a, with a short-term import uh, that's come in to uh, possibly put a, put a trophy on a shelf. But um, I'd say that the, the types of behaviours where, where you're seeing those are, are absolutely in the minority and for uh, that high performance opportunity is really relevant for for a lot of our young people who are looking to to push on but um mm-hmm. but so, some of the behaviors i i think um it would be fair to say aren't in the in some cases not not uh in the best interest of our young people well, we look at uh participation and uh, it's a big government push as well in terms of everyone having an equal opportunity to, to take part in things. Uh, I, I, I look at that and I think, is, is that a, a kid turning up at school, a third form kid turning up at school, is he given options or is, uh, is he told you have to, you have to play this, you have to play that? I mean, it wasn't that long ago that that was the case. Yeah, um, I, I think you've got some traditional structures in schools around uh, we, we'd like you to play a, a summer and a winter sport. 
Um, I, I think it's getting a bit of a, of a context and, and bigger picture around the role sport plays in schools. Uh, yes, it's about um, it's about playing and, and the competitive side of it, but but sport has a really important role within the school. If, if you look at the front end of the New Zealand curriculum, it talks to a vision and values and key competencies, and it, it talks to trying to create good citizens. And uh, while the curriculum side of, of the education system is really important, uh, just as important is making sure we've got some functioning citizens out the back of it. And sport plays a huge role in in moulding what our values base can look like. So it is important to, to make sure that, uh, you know, we're being competitive, but, but sport plays a, a really bigger role inside our schools. And um, it can act as, a, as a, an engagement and, and retention tool too on I'm probably a, an example of someone without school sport. I wouldn't be having this conversation with you. Um, mm. I, I went to school to play sport. I probably didn't go to school to improve my grammar and my math skills every day, but I did pick up a few skills along the way, and um, school sport absolutely shaped a lot of who I am. So it, it, we, it, it's that fine balance between the role school sport plays and the desire to, um, to keep our traditional models, I think. You look at the top end of it too, Mike, which is very interesting because uh, now um, you you see the, the better athletes in schools, uh, they look at it and they think, well, it's not far too far out of school that I can start make money, start making money out of my skill. I can be, um, I can be drafted into a, a football academy, um, a rugby academy, uh, maybe even uh, you know a cricket academy, and I can actually start making a living out of that. So is sports seen... Uh, as a career path more so than it used to be? And, and, and if that is the case, would that have an effect on some people who are looking to the future not participating in sport? Yeah, uh, potentially. Um, I, I think we do have a system now where, where there are opportunities to be a professional sports person. And I, uh, everyone dreams of, of wearing that, that silver fern in, in whatever sport that they're going to play in. But um, I think the numbers uh, are pretty clear that around, I, I, I don't want to quote it, but I think it's only about 1% or 2% actually make that transition through to professional sport. Uh, I think we probably need to be better at making that clear and not putting so much in there as an emphasis on this could be your potential career path uh, because the numbers don't stack up in that way. Um, you know, changing the, the purpose around and the values base around Sport participation, I think, is really important. But, um, yeah, look, for, for those students that uh, uh, see sport as an opportunity, that there are those really clear pathways and, and some sports. Some schools provide some absolutely amazing opportunities for those, for those young people to try and realise those dreams. Would, would you have any idea um, what, I mean, what the university set up here? I mean, you work predominantly with the school set up, I, I, I realise that, but... The next step, of course, uh, for a lot of these kids is university sport. Now, university sport used to be hugely strong in this country, but you don't hear so much about it anymore. And would you know what their situations are? Do they have sports programs as such anymore? Yeah, they, uh, they do. That's a really good question, Ian. Um, we work quite closely with um, University Tertiary Sport New Zealand, um, and they're, they're, they understand the value of sport, and um, they've got a fantastic board there made up of... Um, chancellors etc of the various universities and they're trying to, to shift away from um, I guess the old school Easter tournament uh, 
East Deployment opportunity uh, into an actual uh, meaningful um, pathway opportunity for for tertiary students to to continue in education while um, trying to aspire to making a New Zealand universities team. And they're seeing some really good traction. They've got some really good people there. And um, we're trying to work quite closely with them around making sure that those Year 13 students who are interested in going on to tertiary education know that those opportunities exist and that, and that there is a pathway for them should they should they stay in the education system. Uh, Mike, just uh, finally, it's been wonderful talking to you, but just finally, uh, in terms of the future, what what sports do you feel will be more so more dominant and and dictating where kids are, are going in say 10, 15 years? Oh. It's really hard. I don't think any of us would have planned for COVID, which has had a, a really massive impact on how we're viewing the world right now. Um, well, I think any in, in the in the in the secondary school space in particular, if you're not listening to the voice of young people, you're going to be miles away. That uh, the world's changing so quickly that uh, our structures and the way that we participate needs to be influenced by what they are wanting at any given time. And I think we're getting better at that, so we're starting to get better structures for that. So any sport that can really harness what our young people are wanting and how they want to participate in it, I think are going to put themselves in a, in a really good place to do so. Uh, every sport has got their own challenges, so um, I wouldn't want to say one sport is going to rise above the other. But, um, yeah, I think any, anyone that can uh, really work with their participant um, and and participants can be lots of different people I think we're, we're, we're we focus on those who are currently participating we really need to look at those that are, are not uh, those that are missing out to a degree and there's lots of different people missing out in our sector so people the sports that are hearing that voice I think will be the best place to um, harness a lot of participation opportunity and, and just finally, finally, what role can parents play now? Uh, what, what do they need to play? Oh, absolutely huge. Um, parents set the tone for what participation looks like for, the, for, their, for their students and the pressure that goes on them sometimes around, um, around why they're participating. So um, that parent education piece is, is absolutely huge. And again, Sport New Zealand are, are looking to do really a really big piece in there and with NSO supporting them. But um, I can't say how important it is that uh, parents around the country are, are supporting their young people at a time when, unfortunately, uh, it's very, very hard to get school sport across the line. I think for the last two years, uh, some really big, Pinnacle opportunities have been taken away from them, and um, that's that's really tough. And, and I mean, I, I resonate massively with all of those young people that have trained so hard, and those opportunities have been taken away. But um, I look, sport teaches a lot. Sport teaches us a lot of life lessons, lots of highs and lots of lows. And I, I would look to the parents that uh, where we're experiencing some lows to, to help move on from our losses and, and reset those goals, and, and not let one bad experience define them. Mike, it's been a, a pleasure talking to you, actually. It's been very insightful, and uh, I see you've got uh, plenty of challenges ahead of you, plenty on your plate. Uh, I wish you all the best with your endeavours, and, uh, and again, thank you very much for your time this morning.